Welcome to the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are helping the small church fulfill the big mission. My name is Brian. I'm a fellow small church pastor alongside of two of the other fellow small church pastors, some of the greatest guys you'll ever know. Pastor Joey and Pastor Colby. How you guys doing? My life is dope and I do dope things. And I'm still blessed. Still blessed. That sounds like like a rock band from like the <laughs> transition from 70s to 80s. Like they were opening up for, I don't know, like. They were the cover band. Yeah, they were. Somebody. Yeah, cover band. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Still blessed. Carry your mind. Okay, anyway. <laughs> we're ranting again. I say we, that's the royal we. So guys. In today's episode, we are actually going to be debriefing something we talked about earlier, and that's sabbatical time. Why are we doing that? Well, you two guys did a sabbatical literally this year, and so I just want to ask you guys a couple of questions and and see kind of what you can speak into our lives in terms of sabbatical. So how does that sound, guys? Works for me. Works for it. Works for you guys. Okay, so why don't we just take a moment and talk about this. Like, you guys went on sabbatical, rapid response. What's the one big thing that God did in you during your sabbatical time? Uh, For me, it brought some order into what was was chaotic part of my life. Okay. I like it. I I should have gone first because I was going to say he brought order in the chaotic (laughs) parts of my life. Uh, But really, I I think what he, the, the biggest thing was he pointed out the things in my life that were offensive to him. Wow. And, and forgave me for him. Okay. Um, That was, that was, that was a big thing for me. I love um, that. I love that. Going through that. So, guys, man, as we jump into this, I know there are a lot of listeners that are out there that, man, are are wanting to go on a sabbatical. So my question for you is, would you recommend that they do that? 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. Needed. It's needed. Okay. At least monthly. At least monthly. (laughs) Yeah, go on at least a monthly sabbatical, right? A monthly sabbatical lasting for at least six weeks. Yes. Okay. So, well, as we've talked about, like, the one thing that God has kind of did in you guys, which is amazing order and pointing out some areas in your life where you can kind of turn the tide and get back to him, I love that. So why don't we take a moment and and kind of lead up to the sabbatical. As you guys were leading up to the sabbatical, like, you're both pastors of, of churches. Like, how did that work out? Like, what did you have to do to get ready for your sabbatical? So for, for mine, it was um, – it was – year in the making little little more than is almost two years in the making actually so what i was doing was i was going to take a sabbatical in june of 2020 and so in july august of 19 i started preparing my leadership for the the fact that i was going to be gone well then we know the pandemic hit in in spring of 2020 i canceled my sabbatical so i i stuck around um then i was going to take it in june of 21 and I went on vacation in April for a week, totally disconnected from everything, came back, felt good. And I was like, hey, I'm not going to take my sabbatical. Yeah. I don't need it. And then we did our our podcast on sabbatical retreat and Sabbath. And and I, doing the research on the sabbatical was like, you need to take it before you need it. Mm. Um, and, and so I, I just went back to the leadership and said, Hey, we've been preparing for this for two years. I'm taking it in August. I think that that's really important that you, you went back and realized that you need to take it before you need it. Yeah. And I think that's a place where a lot of us 
we, we mess up with mental health and emotional health and really just leadership health is we wait until like all the check engine lights are on. Almost too late. Almost too late. Yeah. Or so most times I definitely too late. applaud you for that. Yeah. Joey, yeah, talk to we me about broke your... down and we're drifting and yeah, hopefully right. we're going to make it to that point right. where we're in sabbatical. And, <laughs> yeah. and that if probably could... better describes where I went and then what Kobe did. Uh-huh. Kobe did a great job of sitting up prehand. Mm-hmm. I didn't because I could see I was needing it. It was getting desperate right. for some chaos chaos in my life. And I'll talk about that in a minute if you want to, uh, about the chaos that led up to it. But I, I just said, hey, in, in uh, June, July, June, I'm taking off. June, I'm just letting you know, I'm taking off. And, and I He's didn't like, tell him. Sorry for your loss. What, what I was doing, I set up the preaching schedule and, and set up people coming in to, uh, uh, cover what needed to be covered, but I really didn't tell them why I was taking it off. Right. And okay. so, uh, because I didn't tell them why, I got phone calls and disruptions that shouldn't have come right. while I was on sabbatical. Okay. So, so the people weren't fully understanding the why. And, and what we've noticed as leaders, and I know our, our listeners have as well, people are going to fill in the gaps. Yes. If we don't tell them why, they're going to fill in the gaps. And I don't know about you guys, but I've got a hunch that usually when they fill in the gaps, it's never positive. It's always something, well, he just needs a, he wants some free time off or what, all he does is work an hour a week anyway. And like, the truth is we have to fill in the gap with that. And so you learn that going into it. Okay. That's a great way to put it. I didn't, yeah, I allowed the gap to be filled in by them. And uh-huh. so they assigned meaning to it instead of me okay. assigning what it was for so they could understand. Okay, so you guys did really well with this. You set your calendar up so that there were at least people that were preaching on the Sundays you were gone. Now, there are probably some small church pastors that are out there that are going, well, I can't afford for somebody to come in and preach for me for four weeks or five weeks or six weeks. What encouragement could we give to that small church pastor? So I was talking to a small church pastor yesterday, and he said the same thing. He's like, well, you know, how do, how do I find pulpit fills? And I was like, well, he's in my denomination, so I know we have directors that, that will come in periodically and preach for you if you ask them. I said, well, we've got three directors that are just a couple hours away from you. They can come in. Uh, there's three of them, and if you're going to take six weeks, you just have one, two, three, one, two, three, and there you've got them filled in. And we give our church will give even even a director coming in, we will give them a, uh, a bit of an offering or a love yeah. offering to, yeah. uh, to 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 kind of it doesn't really defray a lot of the cost, but it, it helps a little bit, I guess. But um, uh, I said, so you could ask them. You've got somebody in your church, maybe a, 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 an elder or, or somebody that, that can do it. Um, I, I've got a couple people in my church. I've got other churches around me that are uh, friends' churches that I could ask them. Uh, so there, there's there's always a way. If, if it's something that you really want to do, you'll do it. Like if you want to take vacation you'll find somebody to fill in that, that pulpit. So sabbatical is, is just yeah. as important. So okay. uh, really just getting creative, not just finding somebody on the street saying, hey, fill the pulpit <laughs> for me, but getting creative as far as your denomination headquarters. Maybe you've got some uh, district uh, superintendent or mm-hmm. bishop or whatever right. that can come in and, and fill those. So you just got to, you got to ask really yeah. is the biggest thing is, is go to your, go to your, your upper level, and ask, hey, can you guys send me somebody to fill in yeah. uh, 
um, okay. and, and do that. But there's also retired pastors. Uh, I'm sure oh, if you that's ask, a, that's a really if you if there. you asked your uh, your denomination, hey, is there any retired pastors around here? They would be like, yeah, we've got like seven or eight that are yeah. within an hour of you. Hey, and you know what? There's probably other end of that spectrum, some up and coming pastors. Yeah, yeah. I was fixing to say preachers. people that yeah. need a chance. Right. Maybe there's somebody that needs an opportunity, and they'll understand. And yeah. plus, they'll probably make you look good. And <laughs> they can't wait till you get back. Uh, uh, unless they make you look bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. Never, they, 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 so I love that. And and one thing, too, man, like the three of us, we represent three different churches. And I know this, that I would fill in for one of you guys in a heartbeat. Yeah. And you guys would fill in for me in a heartbeat. Like I know that that. And so making sure that that's one reason it's important to build relationships with other leaders, other yeah. pastors in your city. Because maybe I can't fill in for you, but I've got somebody in my church that I could probably send over that would help out. Like even Joey, like his associate pastor is coming to preach for me in a couple of weeks. Um, and, and so... That those things are, are just easy ways to do that. Yeah. So there's a way to do it. You just got to cut the excuses and, yeah. and do it because it it needs, I can't overstate that, it needs to be yeah. done. So let me ask this. How do you, how would you, how did you outsource pastoral care? Because it's one thing to find a preacher to come in for 40 minutes on a Sunday, but what about those other, I can't do the math in my head right now, but those other days of the week that you guys are gone for four weeks or whatever? So I had, uh, I've got uh, a couple elders uh, in in the church that... Wait a minute, uh, you mean to tell me that you want the people that are listening to the Small Church Leadership Podcast to have a team of elders that can help do pastoral care for their people in the church? Yeah. Blasphemy. That's, that's, that's highly encouraged, right? Yeah, but I, I have I have uh, an elder, Tom, that uh, he's been an elder. Uh, the guy knows more about the Bible than I do. Yeah. I mean, he's just a super, uh, super guy. And I just told him, I said, Tom, I'm not going to accept any phone calls from anybody but you. If somebody gets sick, goes in the hospital, just call me and let me know. I was like, if I don't answer, just leave me a voicemail. Uh, if somebody dies, call me, let me know. And, and we did have somebody on my first week that passed, but and he called me and, uh, and, and we talked through that, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's somebody that you have to, you have to trust to get Mm -hmm. things done that he's not just going to, you know, get a call for a hospital visit and, and say, okay, well, we're praying for you. See you later and go away. I know he's going to do the, he does it. He does it every, he does it anyway. I mean, even when I'm here, he's doing hospital visits and things like that. So uh, when you can get in. Right now, yeah, right now for COVID and all that yeah. stuff. Hey, you mentioned I have a, um, um, associate pastor. Now it's a not paid associate pastor. Yes, right. He's right. got a circular job. Uh, he's getting his, he's working his way towards license and, and come become, came and be a part of our church. And, uh, so I have a free resource there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that could do that for me. So, yeah. So it's what I'm hearing really is the Jethro principle, right? Exodus 18. Jethro, Moses's father-in-law, comes and he's like, "Hey, dude, this is not good. You're doing this all by yourself. Get some people to help you." Well, that's that's just kind of standard every every day, not just when you're on your not sabbatical. Just, there you go. Uh, bing, 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 that's bing, something bing, right that, on the nose. Uh, that you need to be doing all the time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so here's what I'm hearing. Now, and, and just for context, I haven't done a sabbatical. Now, I'm planning on doing one next year, and so now I'm trying to learn from you guys so that I can make sure that I have the things necessary in place so that I can go away. And what I'm hearing from you is you've got to do it. So this is a non-negotiable. It's something that you put in your calendar and come non-heaven or high water, you're going to do it no matter no matter what, and then you have to plan towards doing that. Would that be fair to say? 
that'd be fair to say, and that come high water, heaven or high water, uh, you you need to stick to that because there's going the enemy don't want you healthy. Of course, he wants you to work unhealthy because uh, then he can manipulate you. Right, and so he's going to do everything to fight against you becoming healthy. Hmm. That's that's good. Lean into that. Don't let it blow you off course. Yeah, don't let it cause you to be like, well, I can just do it next week or I'll do it in, in next month. Stick to it and 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 do it. So, well, we've talked about kind of leading up to it. I know there's a probably a hundred other things you guys could say about it, but let's talk about actually on the retreat. Like you said that your biggest thing that you got back, this one kind of rapid response question was, Joey, you got some order and Colby, God was like, hey, let me freedom. let me talk to you about some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Give you freedom from yeah. stuff. I love yeah. that word. Talk to me a little bit about your retreat experience. And, uh, you know, Joey, why don't, why don't you just share with us as you got into to yours, what was that like for you? What went right? What went wrong? What do you wish you could have changed? Talk to us. I, I wish I had a little bit more structure going in. Again, I come out of a chaotic situation. I had moved uh, in to help a family member out. And not a negative chaotic situation. Just just life is just chaotic life. Yeah, for you yeah. before you went into it. Uh, and I had moved in to help the family out with another family member, moved into their house. The elderly family member would try and, you know, be a good family member and, and moved in. So our stuff was in disarray because of how quick everything come about. And so part of my sabbatical was getting order to that so we could live in our new situation. Right. Yeah. And you were, man, like you were fixing stuff around the house. You were moving into like, you know, stuff into storage. So you had a lot of stuff in the natural that needed to get put up. And, you know, like even there are even studies that show that mental health is impacted by the cleanliness of a house. And yeah. I know some of our listeners right now are going, well, I don't like that. I'm one of them. Like, oh, man, my wife, every night, she's like, I at least have to have the kitchen table cleaned and nothing on it because I can sleep better knowing that that's done. And so that's what you're saying. You had to clean your metaphorical kitchen table off. Yeah, not only all stuff coming in, but like you said, there was a lot that needed to be done to bring order to the house that yeah. was there. One of the reasons we needed to be moved, we needed to move in there, is so we had to bring order to that house and then bring order to our stuff so that we could operate in peace. Mm-hmm. What, what's the key word Joey keeps saying, Kobe? Order, 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 order. order, order. order. Yeah, order. I'm hearing you. And so that's what was leading up to it. And so I got that order, got that together, and then I took the last part of it trying to do relax and and let all the stress go for a few minutes and then allow God to work on me and some of those things. Okay. So So what I'm hearing you say is in your situation, it wasn't like you were – at the beach, you know, with your your butt in the sand, just chilling. You still had work to do because a sabbatical is not necessarily unplugging and doing nothing. It's making sure that you're plugged into doing the right things necessary. Okay, so Colby, what about your experience as you were going into sabbatical? So you know, uh, Joey says the enemy was just trying to knock you off your course and and try to stop you. So my sabbatical started on August second, and um, at 2 a.m. on August 3rd, I have to call the paramedics to come pick up my dad. What? So uh, he had he had fallen. He was disoriented and all that. So he ended up going to the hospital for a couple days. And and this is the beginning of my sabbatical. This is like day day one of my sabbatical. Um, and so a couple days taking care of dad. He's fine. He's he's uh, he's recovered uh, ish. But uh, you know, then then towards the end of that first week, we have a church member that. Uh, 
uh, church attender that had passed away. And so uh, it was just a lot of things that first week. So that, that second week I was able to just stop everything and, and kind of just relax. I did stuff around the house, uh, things that I, I enjoy doing. I was out in my barbecue pit area and, and, uh, the pit pastor on I, YouTube. I, was, I was fixing some stuff out there and cleaning my grills up and stuff like that. So I, I did stuff around the house for that first. Did you do any, any week. grilling while you were out there? Oh yeah. I, if so I'm did you there. get any phone calls? You know, I may have put you I was on the spot. On, if, you, if he didn't give you a phone call to come and eat anything, I, I no, I, no, I didn't get a phone call. Any? No, okay. I was on no. sabbatical. Oh, sabbatical from us too. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he can cook the food. Okay. He just can't invite his friends That's over to it. eat it with yeah, him. Yes, so I was on sabbatical. So, um, so I was able. So, I mean, right there, it's not like your sabbatical. You have to like lock yourself in a monastery somewhere for the six weeks or however long you go. Uh, do some things that you enjoy doing, things that fill you. And that's what I did was the things that, that filled me that, that week. So first week was a little hectic. Second week was a lot more relaxed. Third week I went to a uh, Christian retreat center and uh, and unplugged from everything. Yeah. And uh, I was there for a couple of days by myself. Then my wife came up after she got done with work for the week, and we finished up with uh, with it together. And then the last week, I went to a uh, a guy's a friend of mine, his church over there, closer to where I live, and I used a room in his his church, and I did planning and praying and studying and all those things that uh, I knew I I could have done at home, but I knew the distractions of the things around the house yeah. would have my pits would have called me, and I'd have been out in the barbecue <laughs> pit area, and you know I would have found something else to do. So I needed to get away yeah. just a little while, and he's only like five miles down the road. So I just went down yeah. there and, and, now and this is something that you, you both have done is toward the end of your sabbatical time, you started really gearing up and looking into the next season of ministry and planning and getting your calendar yeah. out. And, and I think that that's something when I think about sabbatical, I tend to think about just unplugging and just recharging, but really part of what sabbatical does, or at least you should be doing is making sure that when you go back in, you're not going back into the same broken system that you walked out of, but you have yeah. a, a plan to change. So you guys have been off of your sabbatical now for a little while. Have you seen that improvement from, from bringing that back? So to August 1st, I disconnected and, uh, uh, disengaged all of my social media and three weeks after coming off a of sabbatical, I'm still not on them. Um, and life is so much clearer without, so, without social media. I don't need it. Uh, I've, I've realized that, uh, I don't need it. I'm, I'm reading more, which is weird. Uh, I'm not much of a reader, but, uh, I've read. I didn't know they had words in coloring books. I've read, uh, nine books since, since June 1st. And, See, here's uh, the thing though. I'm going to stop you because <laughs> a lot of our listeners don't know you the way that I know you. Yeah. You prided yourself when I first met you on, I'm not reading. That's I'm dumb. Reading. Books are I'm dumb. And now this guy's like reading two I, books a, a week. I even, like. I even was using Audible as reading, right? <laughs> so I was listening to the books and calling that reading. Hey, and hey, now easy. I still do that, but now I also have a, I have the paper book and, um, so I'm, I'm reading more. I'm, okay. uh, different things that are either helping me with, um, uh, vision moving forward, uh, or, uh, conflict resolution, um, yeah. leadership. Uh, I'm starting a, a new book now. It's not a new book, but it's a, a book, uh, lead like Jesus. Um, just things that can help me build better as a pastor for the people that I, I serve. I love it. You brought new stuff in, new habits, and new patterns that you're bringing in. Yeah, I love it. and we're going to talk about time management in another podcast. Oh, look at there! That's a commercial. you know, it's it's a commercial, yeah. But 
the the sabbatical really got my focus to some of the things that that I was wasting time on. You know, I wasn't I wasn't really uh, focused on the things that need. I was I, I was really busy, uh, but I wasn't. Um, I wasn't doing much of any good because I was in a million different directions. And yeah. so the sabbatical really let me get centered on what I needed to get centered on. And, um, yeah, yeah it was, it was, it was great. I love it. We're going to definitely circle back around to that, how that helped you get centered. Mm-hmm. And so Joey, why don't you throw in your answer to that? What did you bring back in with you? When I brought, I come back willing to lead the church instead of just trying to manage what was going uh-huh. on. And there's nothing wrong with managing, but, in this time, God was kind of stirring that in you. So what is that? What did that look like? Oh, uh, that looked like coming back and engaging the things that I knew as a, as a leader, I needed to engage, oh, but man. I was just too tired right. or just too frustrated or just too much chaos in my own life mm. to deal with what I yeah. know needed to be dealt with as a leader mm. stepping up and leading. Um, Man, and I, so, I feel like you're just prophetically speaking right to me right now. <laughs> like, I'm going to turn away from you and look at Colby. So finish talking. Uh, so we had a, a school and, and was able to lay some more groundwork on this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to advance as a school. This is what we need to do. Uh, and just looked in that. And there's a church to uh, have a little bit better understanding where I'm going. Yeah. I love hearing these stories, man. And like, I, I'm friends with you guys. And so I've been talking with you throughout the process, but hearing you flesh it out in, uh, in kind of the terms you're doing today has got me going, man, I'm taking sabbatical tomorrow. Like I'm super encouraged. <laughs> I highly encourage it. Uh, I, like I definitely can't wait to, to take mine. And I'm really, really encouraged at watching what's happening in you guys personally and watching what's happening in you as leaders and as pastors. And so you went on the sabbatical. God began to deal with you as leaders, but also personally, God began to deal with you. And so, Colby, this is the circle back around to whatever you feel like sharing from that. So, so I've been, uh, yeah, our church has a membership to, um, or, um, right now media and they've got some great leadership conferences on there. And so, so I started watching one of those and there was a guy on there, Pete Briscoe, and he was talking about, uh, burning out and, um, he was talking to his wife and his wife says, Pete, you've led as far as your flesh will take you. And Ouch. I, I, I felt the slap on that one, right? So, <laughs> man. so I knew that, uh, I knew that there was something there that I needed to, uh, uh, to deal with. And so, uh, if our listeners will remember back to when we talked about the books that we liked and Joey's book was, uh, um, Celebration of Disciplines by uh, Richard Foster. And so I had that book. Uh, it was one of the books that I college read when I was in school. And, um, and so I thought, you know what? I'm going to read this book. So I read that book. And in it, Richard Foster says that he was kind of frustrated because his church wasn't doing stuff and it wasn't growing and just having some struggles. And so he asked God, what is it in my life that is slowing us down? And he said, God pointed it out to him. And so I did the same thing when I went on my retreat uh, the first day. Uh, I was there Sunday night, Monday morning. I got up and there was a tree outside the uh, the, the hotel unit that I was in and with a bench under it. So I went out there and I was listening to some worship music and I said, "God, what in my life offends you?" And I got my phone out and got the notepad opened up and I started typing things. And these were things that that dated back to my teen years mm. that I had. I still was dealing with things that I would do 
Um, and, and everything that he, he revealed. Now, this was like the first time that I could ever, that I ever felt God was like seriously sitting beside me on that bench telling me, Kobe, this is what you're doing. This is what you're doing. This is what you're doing. And I would type it in and I would type kind of a, a little sentence after it exactly what I do. Mm. And so when I was looking at this list, I mean, I call it the deadly dozen because I, I asked God to stop at 12 and <laughs> yeah, uh, like, please, just yeah. stop. I've had enough. I'm throwing yeah, let's deal with these first and then get through them. But they are, um, they are just things, pride, um, you know, uh, uh, evangelistic, I think is what you called it one time. Uh, I just wrote down liar. Um, because somebody will ask me, uh, you know, how many people you got? And I'll say, yeah, between 40 and 45 when I know it's 40 well, or I know it's fair, 35 though. or I know it's 30. One of the biblical um, concepts of pastor is shepherd. So it's okay yeah. to round up the numbers. And speaking uh, in fa- I'm speaking of faith. Yeah. I'm speaking of faith of this coming Sunday. Yes, yeah, but the yes. numbers are going to be. So so we all, we can also uh, stretch it as far as we want to stretch it. But it was just stu- there was just stuff in there that uh, that yeah. I knew that when God was pointed out to me, I knew that these were the things yeah. that I needed to deal with. Well, at the retreat center, they had this. Uh, they've got this trail out in the woods, and they've got these benches, and it's a, for a prayer walk. And so I, I, I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this prayer walk. So I walked out there. And uh, this was Tuesday morning, so Monday God revealed to me all the things that uh, that I was doing that uh, I couldn't dispute. I mean, I could argue all day with God, but He's right. Um, <laughs> and so Tuesday morning I got up and I went out there and I started doing this prayer walk. And they had this little uh, uh, guide that you take with you, and it just read some scripture, and then it has a prayer prompt at the bottom. And that very first bench that I was on was. Uh, and I asked God for forgiveness, and it was at that moment where, yeah, I know God forgives me of my, forgives me of my sins, and, and even Monday I, I had prayed after I had uh, written all those down, uh, but it was at that moment where I realized that that God was doing an amazing work for the week mm-hmm. because on Monday He revealed to me, on Tuesday He healed me, and on and freed me, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and all the way up till today, uh, He is doing some amazing things throughout my life and, God, with this, man. and and so it was just one thing after another that he just kept revealing to me and and the time came down i had there was there was very few distractions there um i watched a lot of the uh, conferences on right now media I, I i did a lot of praying um a lot of journaling i did a lot of a lot of things that i normally yeah. don't do um because i was busy doing other things or right. i was leading out of the flesh yeah. and i took it as far as i could go well man i'm really encouraged that god's doing that stuff in you kind of scared to now take a a sabbatical now because before i was like yes i'm gonna get to focus on leadership and now you're like well god's also going to tell you he's going to give you a deadly dozen brian so but isn't that like the goal is to unplug to get reconnected to the lord and to to get repositioned for the life that will you know we're called to, to live, and, and that's what God did in you there, yeah. for sure. One of, the, one of the ladies in the church, she told me before I left, she says, you know the Bible says that when you seek him, you will find him. And when you go on this sabbatical, I want you to seek him with everything you can. And uh, and she says, and I'm going to be praying for it, that when you seek him, you will find him. And whew, and he answered that prayer. I didn't have to look for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just yeah. Yeah, yeah. I said, God, talk to me. And he's like, all right, here we go. And I love it. There we went. So, yeah, it was yeah. it was awesome. Joey? What's up, man? So at the end of my retreat, he had me actually do something that I've been talking about and preaching about and encouraging other people to do for the last two years. Oh, no. 
and that is be self-aware. Okay. Now, why are you feeling what you're feeling? Why are you reacting the way you're reacting? What is going on inside of you so that we can deal with the real issues? Wow. And I think we should just all pause right there and think about those questions. Man, like we should do an entire podcast on just those questions. That's we're, amazing. We're going to talk about this in a little bit more depth when we come and talk about discouragement upcoming. Another commercial? <laughs> so you're saying we've got plans for what we're doing? Okay, so God had you to be self-reflective and evaluate some stuff that mm-hmm. was going on. Man, like, oh. Like, I, I want to be a part of that. Like, I absolutely do. Talk to me a little bit about as you went through that process, how did that feel? Was it like, Ugh. not? I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I've been telling, oh, yeah, you need to do it. And I've been doing, I was doing it in some parts where it was comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it was safe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get okay. you. I'll give you this much, God, but I'm not going to open the door to that thing. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I'm tiptoeing in it. I'm playing in the shallow end, mm. but I'm mm-hmm. too scared to go in the deep end. Wow. And and he's he's drawing me into the deep end in this, and so I'm still learning to do it. So this has been. In, in me and you've had conversations that I've, man, this is what God, oh my goodness, this yeah, is what yeah, God yeah. is speaking to me right now. I actually now. did a whole pot, different podcast on all the struggles that you've been talking oh, to me good. about. Oh, okay. good. Yeah, I shared it. I actually sent a copy to our bishop, too. So he, I, I appreciate he said that. Look so, out for, uh, for a phone call from him. Yeah. So if anybody looking for a pastor out there, I will, uh, and a denomination looking for somebody, I should be available soon. Well, guys, this really has been awesome to watch you guys go through it. And as I'm preparing to go into a sabbatical, now again, it's going to be next year. So it'll be several months away. Whenever I go into mine, what advice would you give me? What two, three things do I need to know? And the other pastor or small church leader that's listening, what do we need to know before we go into this? Plan it out. And that's not just beforehand. That is no why you are doing it. What do you need to get accomplished? Yeah. Okay. So so and so plan out the actual retreat as well. In yes. This is my why. And I think we talked about this when we talked about sabbatical. There are different types of sabbaticals. So find find your why. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As part as part of that planning it out, um, budget it out as well. Uh, it doesn't have to be expensive. Yeah. You know, I was like I said, I was talking to a pastor yesterday and. Uh, um, he was like, well, how is my church going to be able to afford this? And, and my church, uh, I think was $300 that they paid because they paid pulpit fills. And, mm-hmm. um, so $300. Now I paid for my own retreat, uh, personal retreat that I went on, but that was $260 for the week. So all in, I'm at what? 550, 600 bucks, right? 600 bucks mm-hmm. to go on this thing, uh, total. Um, if you're looking at going there in, you know, however many months, six months, that's a hundred bucks a month right. to put back. Um, if it's 12 months, put 50 bucks a month back, you know, so budget this out. And even if you can't get the entire 600 saved or, you know, whatever amount it is, uh, some is better than none. Some right? is better than. So if you can save yes. $300, then you don't have to come up with that $300 later. Yeah. So don't, don't use money as an excuse either yeah. because there are, there are, uh, things out there like in our area, uh, within, um, Hampton Roads and, and Richmond and, and areas close to Williamsburg. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to the Williamsburg Christian Retreat Center because it was a great place to go. Uh, they have, uh, an offer out there for pastors where they get two free nights a year 
uh, to stay there, whether it's in the campground, if you've got a camper or a tent, uh, whether it's their hotel unit that, that, that I stayed in, uh, which I was going to stay in a tent, which I, I thank God that they had a hotel <laughs> unit because it rained every day yeah. uh, for about an hour every day. It rained. I thought I was in Florida. Um, but uh, the hotel unit. Um, and so it's it's doable. You just have to plan it out. And they offer, the Williamsburg Christian Retreat Center offers uh, two free nights for pastors per year, pastors and wives. Um, yeah. And so uh, so of the seven nights I stayed, I only paid for five. Yeah. Um, and so that, that dropped the cost down as well. Um, I've been reading a lot about uh, from this guy, uh, this uh, Brian Jones. Uh, he's a pastor in Philadelphia. Um, he's got a... Uh, uh, blog out there. You sent me the thing, um, which got me started on reading all his stuff. And he takes a monthly trip to a monastery and he says that if you Google Catholic retreat centers, they have some low cost places that, you know, yeah. like rooms that maybe they rent out or, uh, that's got a, a desk and stuff like that that you can use. Uh, they also have meals and things like that. That So you just gotta Google it out there. You gotta do the work. You gotta yeah. do the work, man. And, and if you In plan it out far enough, yeah. Google. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah and it was to go on so simple. Sorry. So simple to do it if you just Google it. Go to your office assistant, Google, and, uh, and, and type it in there and find stuff. It's so simple to plan it out. Now, it's harder if you wait until July 15th and you start in August 1st. Um, uh, at that point, you know, you're going to have to do whatever you can do. But even, even what I told this, uh, this pastor yesterday is even if you took one week where you stayed home just to, uh, connect with the wife, connect with the kids, uh, do some things around the house one week there. And then you do two weeks where every day you get up and you go to another church and use a room in their church, uh, to do your planning and your praying and your studying and all that stuff. No phone, no social media, no email, none of that stuff. You go there for two weeks, and then you come back, and you spend another week with the wife and the kids. But every night you're at home, you've spent very little money at all. And so if you get... If you start thinking about how you can do things, you can do this sabbatical without spending a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. So it may not be the, Hey, I'm going to take a sabbatical and go to England. Uh, You know, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go travel. I'm going to go walk the Appalachian trail for, uh, three months. You know, that'd be great, but you don't have to do these things. Yeah. Be, be reasonable is what you're saying there with that. And, and the goal of sabbatical also is not necessarily to have a destination vacation. Right. And like that, in in some respects, can be part of it. Like if you you know if you're out of town or out of state, and you come to the Williamsburg Christian Retreat Center, Bush Gardens is there. So maybe your kids can go there on a day when you're out. Like that's a possibility. But remembering the why that Joey had mentioned yeah. earlier. And and guys, I'm going to tell you, man, for for some of the things that I'm hearing, it feels like it's a little uncomfortable. And just thinking about like pulling the trigger on this but you know a wise man once said that taking on a challenge is a lot like riding a horse if you're comfortable while you're doing it you're probably doing it wrong (laughs) and so you know we've got got to be willing to get in the saddle and guys i want to say thank you for uh, sharing some of your experiences with us today i know we could go on and on about this about stuff that you've learned and things that you wish you had done differently or things you're glad you did but for today man thank you so much for sharing those things i really appreciate that And I know our listeners do as well. And so listeners out there in Small Church Leadership Nation, we love you and we appreciate the heck out of you. 
You know how else we would be able to appreciate you? How is that, Joey? If you go to wherever you're getting this podcast from and give us a five-star rating, oh, yes. we would highly, highly appreciate that. That's right. And you know you can also find us on social media. Now, Colby says he's been off of social media, but I'm wondering if he knows how to find us on social media. I would have to ask my wife to bring it up, but you go to facebook.com slash smallchurchleadership or go up to the search bar at the top, type in small church leadership. If you have any questions about sabbatical, planning sabbatical, doing different things, Send us a, a, a direct message on Facebook, and uh, these guys will let me know if there's something that I need to answer. Because I'll be honest, I am not getting back on social He's media. He's like, I'm a free man. Uh, yeah, yes. that's it. So, guys, thank you so much for uh, sharing with us. Listeners out there, we love you and we appreciate you. We're also praying for you. Uh, man, we believe that God is doing some awesome things in you, and we're glad to be part of your journey as well. So this has been the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are prayerfully and helpfully, hopefully, helping the small church fulfill the big mission. My name is Brian. I'm Joey. And I'm Colby. And we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks. Bye.